Hello and welcome to jasonnewland.com My name's Jason Newland, this is Let Me Bore You to Sleep. Please only listen when you can (laughs) safely close your eyes. And I'm just amazed that Andre started to eat his food, (laughs) his dry food, just as I'm recording yet again. And the amount of noise he can make. blows me away. How can a little thing like him make so much noise eating? Is I oh, I won't go into it because I talked about it yesterday, but <laughs> it just made me laugh for some reason. But hey. We need things to laugh about. Now, I don't want to get into the the world as it is at the moment, but this is the 17th of March, 2020. So those of you listening in the future, um, well, it's not funny, but you know, you'll you'll be looking back on the this year as being quite a an important year worldwide actually um, due to the coronavirus thing going on so it's I've never in my whole life ever experienced anything like this before so I don't really talk about that because probably the last thing anyone wants to hear about is that because it's all you hear about on the telly and on the radio and it's kind of constant and in the papers. Someone actually, I watched the news earlier and they said, there's only one news story today. And I thought, no, that's not true, is it? There's lots of things happening around the world. You know, lots of, all the same stuff that normally happens that gets headline news is just, it's still happening, but we're just not, aware of it so maybe if they got rid of this latest headlines and left all the other headlines out as well for a year I wonder how that would affect the population of I don't know my country for example I wonder I don't know, it's just, it's weird because I've just seen a video um, by Idris Elba on Twitter and a couple of famous people, well, more than a couple, have been diagnosed with the uh, the, the virus. And, you know, Tom Hanks being one of the most famous actors in the world, he's like Hollywood, he's basically Hollywood royalty, isn't he? Tom Hanks loved by everyone really as far as he's just you know he's he's a legend and a cinematic legend movie star and just seen another a video as it by Ildris Elba one of the you know huge actor really famous in England 
Um, I imagine he's famous worldwide, you know, sort of movie-wise, because he's been in lots of things. But he's a he's big star here. And tipped maybe be, possibly be the next James Bond. And if he is, I'd probably watch it. Because I've stopped watching the James Bond films. Um, it's not because of Daniel Craig, because he's, he's great. They're all I think all the James Bond people have been good. I've not seen one James Bond I didn't like, ever. And that, inco- that includes um, uh, Lazenby. Was it David Lazenby? And uh, a favourite was Roger Moore. But that I think that's kind of a standard human thing, isn't it? We it's like Doctor Who. Who's your favourite Doctor Who? Those that watch Doctor Who. My favourite Doctor Who would be um, what's his name? I've forgotten his name. This is terrible, isn't it? What if this coronavirus affects memory? No, that'd be age. Um, Tom Baker. I was about to Google it, but it came to me before I Googled it. Tom Baker. He was my favourite. And then second would be... um, Not Jim Davidson. Steve Davidson. Davidson... David Sun, David Sun, Doctor Who, Doctor Who, Peter, Peter Davidson. Uh, he was Peter Davidson. If you don't know who he is, you might have seen a different show that he was in, um, which was the the vet. Some some vets. I can't remember the name. This is Davidson. Let's see what else he was in. I know what he was in, but I just can't. It's it's one of the most famous TV shows that he was in. And All Creatures Great and Small. Yeah. Now, he was in other stuff, of course. But I don't... He's 68 now. And that's not even his real name. Wow. His name's Peter Malcolm Gordon Moffat. Wow. Here's something that you might not even know. You may know. If you're a Doctor Who fan, you probably do know. But I didn't. And I'm a doctor. I'm kind of a old school Doctor Who fan I stopped watching I watched it all the way through until it stopped in 92 or whenever and then when it started again in 2005 or 2006 I started watching it and then I watched it with you know the first two Doctors and then I kind of phased out a bit but David Tennant, who was hugely famous and also being a doctor, one of the Doctor Who's, 
he married Peter Davidson's daughter, Georgia. Um, I think let's just check that's correct. David Tennant, been married since 2011, got 562 children. Now he got five kids, but he lives in a telephone box, it's fine, it's, it's a lot bigger inside. Wow, how weird is that? They got to, but they got married in 2011, yeah? So he, all, he was already, his father-in-law was already Doctor Who, probably 10 years before he even played Doctor Who. Okay, let's have a look, when did he start playing Doctor Who? We didn't play it, he was Doctor Who, wasn't he? But Doctor Who... Doctor Who... Come on, where are you? 2007. Well, no, not 10 years. He was Doctor Who from 2005 to 2010. Then he made a, a guest appearance in 2013. So Doctor Who... 2000... For five years... Or six years, I don't know, it depends, but he was, um, wow. And that special was 2013, because that was uh, all the Doctors together. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, years ago, man. Wow. That is why I try and make recordings and don't put it off. It doesn't make sense, really, but... Oh, well, I know how quickly... I'll whistle then. I know how... I notice how quickly time goes sometimes. Uh, apart from when you're ill, which is annoying. When you really want it to go fast or when you're on a really bad date... Oh, it's, uh, I'm, I'm not really thinking about bad dates I've had, but I'm just thinking about the the ladies that have been on dates with me, and it's probably been a really bad date for them. It's been a long time, you know, to be honest. Been quite a long time. I can't remember the last time. When did, I'm sure I must, oh yeah, September. September was the last time I had a date. Um, wonderful lady, but I messed it up. I, um, I stole a car. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't steal anything. <laughs> I. Anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about Doctor Who for. How did I get to. Oh, yeah. Il Ildris Elba. So he's, he's gone to, um, I don't know, whatever it's called, Twitter, and posted a, a little video just saying that he's he's been diagnosed with it, with the old virus, he's been, and he's got it. And um, just, you know, telling people to wash their hands and, you know, all that, you know, same kind of stuff. And 
it's just oh I mean I would guess that he's going to be okay anyway in a simple fact that I mean he is I think he's probably older than me or about my age but he's super fit you know he's very very fit um, I don't mean looking like um, all handsome and that because obviously he's so handsome but he's just really physically fit he's done a lot of like um, what's his name Idris Idris oh Idris Alba how old is he it's 47 sorry Idris you're two years younger than me so yeah I I was thinking thinking of maybe doing a podcast specifically aimed at this weird period that we're kind of going through um, possibly a daily thing like a, a daily relaxation immune system boosting kind of recording I don't, I don't know it's just uh, I'm not necessarily uh, always great at meeting deadlines like that you know even the the day at the weekly hypnosis recordings are a little bit difficult to to complete because of the this the lack of quietness is quite difficult to guarantee because with this, as I've said this loads of times, I know that you got Andre running around sometimes, and if someone puts their rubbish out or in the back garden, or you know, it's a few little bits like that doesn't really, what well, doesn't affect me. Hopefully, it doesn't affect those listening. It it might do, but I hope I hope it doesn't. And from the comments, the amount of people that have uh, commented telling me how much they love hearing about Andre then and you hear him in the background and so it's kind of uh, yeah I feel kind of okay with that but if there are any like really loud noises I can see it on the recording when I look through it when I go to edit it and I edit in and out so you know phased in phased out of every new recording I do I also look through to see if there's any big spikes and then I magnify it and I listen to it and if it's um, if it's a sound or if it you know it's going to be a sound isn't it it's not going to be a not going to be a speck of dust on the ceiling it's going to be a sound not going to be a sausage in the fridge Um, so what I do is I reduce the sound a little bit or if it's something that's not great, um, that's, that sounds a bit weird, I, I will just delete it if I can. But I don't spend, I don't, I can't go through the whole hour of the recording editing because I've done that in the past. I did it with my 28 day stop smoking course. 
and I've done it with previous recordings as well and it generally works out about four minutes per minute so four minutes of editing per minute of recording to really make it um, good and, and that's not <laughs> I'm getting really excited and that's not just deleting stuff but it's also adding some adding some stuff as well for example um, I don't know so if I have to delete uh, five seconds then I might need to add five seconds of quietness so I need to do a recording of kind of just normal background sound and then add that in there so it's it's quite laborious laboratory is that a real word laborious labor yeah laborious laboratorious boring tedious yeah a little bit a little bit and I think it's really funny there's the thing in Italy I think it is or Spain and they've got this bloke and he's doing handstands or doing like I don't know pulling up putting his legs out doing exercise on a big looks like a big uh, ping pong table or snooker table or a little or it looks like a miniature golf course that hasn't had the holes cut in yet or any of the little bits added. And if there's any ladies listening that would like to take, go to a miniature golf club, uh, golf course with me, then let me know because I like stuff like that. Doesn't matter where you are, I'll meet you there. You know, get really cheap flights at the moment. You can get the flights, yeah, you can get there, you just can't get back. So I could probably get to Australia or whatever, but I couldn't get back. Although, to be fair, it's changing every every day, so I probably wouldn't be able to. God, it's weird. In in my local shop, uh, I had to, you know, I run out of stuff, and I don't have the financial resources to buy lots of stuff. I do, I'm quite good at stocking up with things like deodorant, soap, shampoo, uh, toilet cleaner, toothpaste, um, mouthwash, face wipes, toilet roll usually. I'm usually quite stocked up with that stuff. A little less stocked up lately than I was this time last year. But I've still got a few bits, you know, I'm not going to... I don't have to be particularly stinky for quite a few months. And I've got enough soap to last me for probably, I don't know, probably about three months. So, you know, I've got enough to get me through to the summer with that stuff. But food, there's a limit because things like milk and bread and it just, it goes off. Vegetables, and well... I don't really eat that much in the way of vegetables at the moment, but things like salad, you know, a cucumber doesn't last as long as it used to. I mean, not even if you eat it, it just doesn't last. It sort of goes soggy. They never used to. They used to be nice and hard. It used to stay hard for, I 
pretty good five days. Now they just sort of go all soggy and floppy. It's I, f- I almost think like I start needing to feed my fridge Viagra. It's like, well, come on, it's got why? Why is the why is the the fruit and vegetables and stuff not lasting the way they used to? And I'm thinking the stuff used to be fresh when I was a kid. It used to last for ages, and I and I started thinking. Maybe that's because parents used to replace them and buy them in shops. I should know that because I used to go shopping with my with my uh, second mum, and I yeah I used to go and help her and stuff. It was great fun. <laughs> I remember saying, I was saying, can I can you know the trolleys? You know the bits at the top you can sit in. And I used to say to her, Mummy, Mummy, can I, I want to sit, I want to sit in the trolley, I want to sit in the trolley. And she said, no. I said, and we'd always fight with my little brother because he wanted to sit in the trolley as well. And I'd be on the trolley and I'd like, you know, why can't he just sit in his pram? I want to sit in the trolley. He's got a pram to sit in. I want to sit in the trolley. She said, no. I said, why? At one time, actually, he wasn't there. I said, can I sit in the trolley? What's his name ain't with us? The little brother ain't with us. And she said, no. Fourteen. And I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. Notice I said, what's his name? I got that from my nan, I think. She used to always do that. Say, what's his name? What's his name? And I do that with people. Because it means you haven't got to learn people's names. It's very handy. Very handy, handy. Why learn names? Yeah, I don't. I feel I'd learn names eventually if I see someone regularly for maybe four or five years. I usually learn their name by then. But outside of that, I just you know, it's always why. And I, you know, I've talked about this before, but why say their name when you're talking to them? in case they don't know who you're talking to you sit in a room with someone it's just them there there's no reason I don't if I'm sitting with someone talking I don't need them to say my name at all because that's just a way of getting my attention isn't it by saying my name by you know communication wise let me know who they're actually talking to now, unless they're talking to my punch bag or a bit of poo on the floor that Andre's left as a lovely little present, hopefully on the paper, the person is going to be talking to me. Oh. <laughs> it's just. Sorry, I'm just laughing at this show. The news is on. It's on, it's on silent. And uh, they're just showing a town centre there. And they showed some bloke and he was just banging into people trying to get <laughs> his bags. I think he had a lot, lot, lots of toilet roll and stuff in his bags. And he was just banging through people trying to get away. <laughs> oh dear. It's got to be strange. 
strange times. And you know what? Something else is, and I've never noticed this before ever. I've got my PayPal account, and you know I ask for help as far as you know helping to pay for the costs of this service. As you know, I've mentioned it in the past, and. Uh, which brings me to the thing I wanted to say, actually, which was, hello, hello. I wanted to say a big, big thank you to, and I put a big thank you logo on my website as well as on my Facebook pages. I'll just leave it on there for a couple of days. Um, thank you to Linda, Helen and Andy for helping me to pay for this month's website hostage for the next month so it's due today actually 17th so it's it should be going out of my account any minute actually and then that'll be I guess it depends on if it's if it's America it might not go out until sort of maybe in the morning later on but I just want to say thank you because it's been really helpful and really helpful because I had I just got no money to, to cover anything at the moment and a lot of that is because I lost some money the other day and just lost uh, some online I, I talked about that before I just kind of made a few mistakes and came out um, the other end <laughs> not great and also it's Mother's Day so I just and uh, my niece's birthday, so I ended up spending money sending them cards and presents. So I can't go and visit them, not with what's going on. So I needed to just send it through the post. So went on to Moonpig, moonpig.com. And uh, yeah, my dad, my dad texted me, he said, is the, who was that package for? Was it for your, is it for your stepmom or is it for your for your niece? I said, well, what name did it have? I replied. I said, ha, ha, try having a look at the label on the package. It should tell you who it's for. And he didn't reply back. So I phoned up my stepmom yesterday. And uh, I said, did you get, oh, it's Sunday. I said, did you get your card? Because I actually thought it was Mother's Day on Sunday. Didn't realise I was a week early. Um, but hey, as, I don't know how, who knows why, but that's in my mind I thought it was Mother's Day two days ago. So I contacted her and said, did you get did you get the card and the present? And she said, yeah. I said, um, she said, it's not till next week. I said, you still be grateful though, can't you? you still, <laughs> I didn't say that. I said, yeah, no, I only found out. I've just, I've just seen adverts on the on the TV for Mother's Day, and it's today. And I realised it's not today because why would they be advertising today for something that's already happened? And she said, what? I said, oh, I don't know. And I said, look, let me ask you a question. She said, uh, what? I said, well, uh, don't put me on loudspeaker. Just just talk to me privately because I don't know how I can word this 
without sounding rude, and I don't want to sound rude because I'm not actually being rude. But did you got the package? And she said, "Yeah." What did it say on the package? She said, well, "It said it was to me." I said, "So it had your name on the package?" I said, "Yeah." Okay. Yeah, I didn't know how to how to word it nicely because it confused me that like, well, okay. Well, I got a text message. Show me your other half, saying, uh, "Want to know who it's to?" I said, "Just let him know that it's to the person whose name is on the package." And she said, well, he wasn't sure if it might be for me or might be for your niece because sometimes you send stuff here for your niece. I said, yeah, but if you want to know who it's to, just open it. You just open the package, don't you? Just open, it's like, if it's got your name on it, then it's for yours to open. If it's got his name on it, it's for him to open. And she said, I realise what you said now. I said, what do you mean? She says, well, it does sound rude. I said, well, I don't mean it to sound rude. I just, it, it just seems basic stuff. You know, if it's, if it's got your name on the address, and, you know, it's, it's for you, isn't it? And if it does have a package, or a present or a card that's for your grandchild, my niece, then it's going to have her name on it inside. It's going to have her name and happy birthday or whatever it is because her birthday yeah. and she said oh okay so I thought well it was bugging me isn't it weird there's nothing really to be bugged about but it was it's like and I thought I'm not going to phone up when I got the message and this was on Thursday I think or Friday now it would have been Friday because I got what did I get I got paid Thursday so I would have yeah I sent it on Thursday so it, it went through Friday and then it went away like all the rest of my money <laughs> oh man but I paid my bills which is good I know it's a bit boring but there's something, you know, even when there's like like £20 left for the week, I feel almost um, proud isn't the right word, but I feel quite proud of myself for having paid the electric and gas bill, for having paid um, the catalogue bill, which took pretty much all of my money, and then spending 30 quid on... I just heard a squeak. Better not be a mouse. Andre. He's a rubbish he's a rubbish guard dog. If he saw a mouse. It probably would eat it, but it it chase it. But it'd be fun. It you know, be for him it'd be it'd be enjoyable. Just laying there, 
his head and his feet. He's, it basically looks like he's lying in bed, you know? And his head and his hands are just above the covers. That's not really a bed, but it's his bed. He's just happy. Took him for a really long walk, walk today. Went to my friend, sort of said, Do you want to come for a walk? I said, No. He said, Go on. I said, No. Can't make me. And he said, Oh, go on. I said, All right then. And so I went and walked up. Walk on West. I do, whenever I go a W, when I say w, like, um, when I'm talking and I use a W in my speech, I do tend to whistle. And it's weird, isn't it? I don't know why that happens. And it just does. So I took him for a walk. We walked all. See that? He got whistling again. We walked all the way to the shop. It's a lovely day outside today. It's really bright wasn't cold either but then you know we've gone past the middle of March it shouldn't be cold really it should, we should start getting really nice days now intermittent you know with uh, really rainy days but really nice days is on the menu and so I took him and he walked the whole way got into the shop there was one of the men one of the people working there had a mask on and that is the first time in the whole of my life apart from when I lived in London and that I've ever seen a human person in public wearing like a white mask and I wanted to make a joke of it but he didn't look very happy so I didn't basically you know it was just like oh yeah make make light of it but actually it could be serious for him he might you know there might be because he wasn't he was the only one wearing a mask there was other people working there that weren't wearing masks or one other person so I don't know um, but anyways it was it was nice enough and so I just kind of just got me stuff and left and I walked back to what happened yeah I didn't have enough money for bread but I managed to get uh, a few bits, just basic stuff to get me through till Wednesday. And came back, got walked up to the, the bus station. Because as you go past, there's a garage on the left. And there's a bridge. So I walked over the bridge. There was, see the traffic, there didn't seem to be any less traffic than normal. Mind you, it was four o'clock, 
or half four. So actually, there probably there may well have been less traffic because it would normally be chock a block at that time. So perhaps there was less traffic, just not as noticeable as it might have been had it been a different time of the day. So if we would have travelled out at maybe two o'clock, it may have been very quiet, possibly. So I, I just we went there, went back to the, yeah waited for the bus then the bus turned up straight away which was really lucky because I didn't even see it coming and it was pulling up because someone needed to get off so if I hadn't if we hadn't done that I'd have just driven right past because they don't stop unless you put your arm out for them to stop and there's a lot of people that don't know that which is It's, it's kind of strange that um, there's people that still don't know that. Once that happened to me, I thought, I was at a bus stop, and I thought that the person waiting there, who was waiting there before me, I think there was two people that were there before me at the bus stop, I thought they were waiting for my bus because it was the only bus coming. So... I assumed that they're, you know, I kind of just get my bags, assume they're going to put their hands out to stop it because they're going to go on first because they were waiting there first. But they didn't stop the bus because they weren't waiting for the bus. And the bus went past. So when I stood up, turned around with my bags in my hands, the bus was kind of driving past. And then about 30 seconds later, a car pulls up and they get into the car. So they were just waiting for a lift at the bus stop. So I waited for about half an hour. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Another time, I'm waiting for this bus. And I get there and there's this elderly gentleman there. I think he was wearing a hat might not be relevant to the story and uh, I know it did because it was it was made of uh, chocolate and he let me have a little nibble but anyway I was wearing a hat and I was waiting uh, I moved to the other side of the bus stop so I didn't have to talk to him and um, probably I don't know about 10 women walk up and are waiting at the bus stop the bus pulls up so we're waiting f I'm waiting with him so I don't know how long he was waiting but I was waiting for about 20 minutes and he was already there one minute before the bus gets there all these women turn up and they just start standing underneath the bus stop. The bus pulls up. This old man, he puts his hand out because he, he knows to do that. I'm thinking he's about to get on the bus. No. He lets all the women on first to a very busy bus with very limited seating. 
couldn't believe it. It's like, there's about seven seats on this bus, free, and you just let ten people on, in front of me. Now, I might have exaggerated the amount of people. In fact, I might be making up the whole thing, but nevertheless. And the reason I stress the fact that they were women was it doesn't make any difference because you know, men or women, it doesn't make any difference to take up seats. But I don't think he'd have done it if it had been men. He was being old-fashioned. Um, what's that stupid thing that old men do, uh, sometimes do? Um, shrivel, shrivelous, shrivelry? Um, some would class it sexist. In that situation, it's sexist. If it means I have to stand on a bus for 40 minutes then it's sexism letting women on first <laughs> honestly it's like it make, oh god I sound terrible don't I I don't I think we should all everyone should be treated separate I'd the thing is I was at a bus stop <laughs> another bus stop and there was this lady with a pram this is getting worse this is isn't it it's getting worse. She got on a bus stop with a pram. She was waiting there. Again, she got there after me and my friend were waiting there for about 20 minutes. It's often a long wait for buses. It's uh, one of those things. So I've waited for an hour and a half sometimes. And uh, it would have taken me about 10 minutes to walk it. So I just, you know, we were waiting and the bus turned up. My friend thought, oh, you can go first. Like, it's weird because I, if I'd have been there, I'd have done exactly the same thing. But because someone else did it, it annoyed me. Isn't it weird? Basically just a child. Very, very... Ch- and tantrums, internal tantrums at bus stops. Another time on a bus, oh, I've had some bus journeys. There was, um, actually there was a train journey years ago. I think it was, I don't know where on earth I was going to. It was a long way away long time ago and it was up north somewhere and there was these kids and I just got there around the time of the kids leaving school so it was the kids were on the bus or on the, on the train rather and these two kids walk up to these two other girls but they were older clearly a lot older and uh, one of them says hello you're nice um, have you got a boyfriend? I said, oh, well, I want to go out. I said, have you got a boyfriend? And, uh, oh, no, she said, oh, what's your name? She said, oh, I'm, I'm Georgina. I said, uh, do you want to go out sometime? She said, no, I've got a boyfriend. That's it. And then he turns to the next guy and says, what's your name? <laughs> and honestly, it might not sound funny, 
the whole train was laughing. The train was rocking because of the laughter. You know, even the bus, the train driver crashed the train. It was terrible, but apart from that, it was funny. But it was anyone that heard it because it was loud the way he did it so cocky and brash but it was very funny and the two girls couldn't stop laughing so it wasn't done in a a, a really weird um, way that could it was done in such a cheeky funny way that um, I can imagine I mean there, there will be blimey they'll probably be in there nearly 30 now if not older <laughs> which is weird isn't it they would teach kids school kids and now they're probably in their early 30s it's that long ago but um, I bet they went on to be quite quite um, confident you know if they can do that at that age uh, yeah so it was very it was very funny everyone was laughing it was a really nice light moment um, another time on a tube a tube train this is the early 90s I was just sitting there and there's a thing if you've never been on a tube train in London I don't know if it's the same on the metro in France or on the subway in America or the equivalent underground trains you know like in uh, Japan and do they have them in China as well I don't know the undergrounds I don't know how many countries have undergrounds I know that England was the first trust me because those tunnels are old they're old there's some old holes down there they're oh and uh, it's really dusty it's that was the the thing more, more of all when there was a, there was a, a underground crash. It wasn't a serious crash. It was more like a shunt. So two two trains, one stopped and the other one sort of slowed down and it went into the back of it. But it, no one was injured, like in the crash or anything like that. So it wasn't like serious. It was uh, like maybe two miles an hour or whatever. But the dust, it it basically caused the dust from the tunnels to come down and fill the tubes the, the, all the trains full of dust so it wasn't the, you know, it was like really you know it was quite serious at the time having to get everyone out because it was literally it was like black you couldn't see anything apparently uh, because of the the dust and stuff from 7,000 years of train journeys on the underground but anyway I was on the underground probably on the central line and if you've ever travelled on, on London underground there's kind of an unwritten law that you don't look at each other kind of you know it's, it's just one of those things and which is why they put I think the adverts they might not do it anymore. I'm out of touch with London. I haven't lived there for a long time now. Um, I kind of wish I was still there now, really. I kind of I think I perhaps should never have left. 
but A, can't go back. So I literally couldn't go back to London now. I couldn't afford to, to, to live there. It's way too expensive. You know, I left just before things got expensive. In fact, I was renting a room because I had a room and then I, then I moved out when I got evicted. One of my many evictions and I moved into this room which was basically connected to another room but physically, literally, there was a door, a double door that connected it. So basically what it was was a living room, a double living room and they just had these doors in between that were locked which meant there was no soundproofing you know there's was just a door and it wasn't even a proper door it was um, like a flimsy thing uh, that was I don't know how to it's more like a cupboard door than a, an actual door door anyway I was so I was in there and it was so expensive I think I was paying £80 a week or something for the rent, something like that. It was, that was a shock to the system, that was. And that was back in 2001. And then there was this man that was sleeping in the other room and he snored. Now, I snore. So I'm, I've, I'm never going to be um, prejudiced against someone that snores. I know it's no one's fault at all. It's a blameless thing. You can't, if you, you, you know, when you're asleep, you can't control whether you're on your right or your side or on your back. When you're asleep, you're asleep. I snore tough. People that snore, they snore. And if you know, if you don't want to be with someone that snores, then don't be with them. Simple as that. So there you go. But I know I know people that actually live sleep in different rooms because the person they're with snores. Like, well, did you not know they snored when you first met them? Yeah. <laughs> well, why'd you marry them then? You know. Because I loved him. I loved her. I've hardly been with anyone that snores. I think the people that snore most are the ones that complain about my snoring. And I don't mention it. I don't mention snoring. I don't mention the sleepy farts. I don't mention anything that happens until they moan about my snoring. Then I say, well, would you like to know what happens when you're asleep? What, what wonderful sounds you produce? And I'll tell them, they said I don't believe it, and then I'll play them a recording that I made. That's the thing, someone like me, I record things. <laughs> it's very easy to record things. Yes, yes, yes. I don't I don't generally record anything apart from this. But uh it is easy to if you wanted to. So This bloke snored, but it was loud. It was really, really, really loud. And so I didn't get any any sleep hardly at all for 
yeah, a couple of months. Very, yeah, it's just, oh, and I was working every day. I was working Monday to Friday all day. Then Friday evening to early hours and Saturday evening to early hours. So I was, you know, I only had sort of Sunday off. So it was a very, a very weird time. Oh yes, it was. It definitely very much was. A very different, strange time. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I was on a tube back in the 90s early 90s and I'm just sitting there and I even remember now I was sitting I suppose anyway I, I, was, I was sitting on the right hand side so it means I'd have been whichever way Tottenham Court Road tube station platform where you get on and off is I was sitting facing the platform and other people were just sitting there. It wasn't a busy tube. It was probably about half full, three quarters full. You know, there was no one standing really. Most people, you know, it was because I only really ever sat down when there was plenty of room. Most of the time, I'd stand. You know, I don't like sitting next to people. It's uh, I sound awful. Don't I want to say stuff? I don't don't like being near people. You know, generally, I, I don't sit next to people if possible. And I... So I was just sitting there. No one's sitting next to me, but you know, a couple of people sitting opposite. The doors open at, I don't know, Oxford Circus, one of those tubes, trade station, tube stations. And someone stood, just got on didn't really take any notice doors closed and within about 10 seconds of door closing this man started playing I think it was the banjo and singing like really um, I don't know what the right word is um Badly, I don't know if that's the. It's, but it was like really, I mean, singing and a banjo at the same time. I suppose it can go together, but a banjo is quite often like quite a good instrument on its own without any vocals. But the two didn't kind of go together. It's, it, it's like. Marmite and ice cream, you know, it's it's kind of a bit of a weird mix. And I just thought, hmm. Anyway, my natural reaction was to burst out laughing. And so was, well, in fact, this is how it happened. The man started singing. And he starts just, and I think he was dancing as well. I was looking at him. The lady opposite me was looking at him and then we looked at each other and we both burst out laughing until at least the next 
you know, the next stop. And we couldn't stop. She was crying. I was crying. It was just so... And I was trying not to because I didn't want to offend this this man because it wasn't about... Um, I didn't didn't want to laugh at him but it was uncontrollable laughter and it was probably more funny because I looked at him and then she, and we both looked at each other me and the lady and it was kind of that I think I was laughing at her facial expression she was laughing at my facial expression which was probably both of like disbelief and trying not to laugh and we both spontaneously laughed and a couple of other people laughing as well and, and I just I felt I felt guilty but I couldn't stop because the more I stopped the more I laughed and and then yeah, I think I had to get off at the next stop and then I realised I'd actually made a connection with her You know, in a kind of a real, there might have been a possibility of she might, who knows, she might like me. I was much younger then, and she, you know, but that would have been quite a nice start to a, even a friendship, even if it wasn't a relationship, um, or even if it was just a, you know, a three-hour relationship. It would have just been. But I didn't even think about it. I just, I just I had to get off that tube because I felt guilty. Before I, I didn't want to upset that man, who was, I don't know, what he was really doing. I mean, I don't think he'd ever listened to himself. But it, I don't think it was really even about the the quality of the singing or anything. It was just it was it wasn't even that really. It was the absurdity of it, the randomness of it. I mean, it would have been equally. It, it was the equal thing was if uh, if if you know if the the old pensioner man that was sitting opposite further up got up and started doing a pole dance you know it would it would have been the same kind of situation it would just you know because weird things do happen on a tube you know I've, I've stood there and if someone's walked on and started reading verses out of a religious book just stood there just reading it out like, what on earth are you doing and it's like that you know those kind of things happen in London it's one of the most in some ways one of the strangest places and possibly one of the greatest places in the same way for that reason because everything's there anything you want to do is in London anything that you ever want to do apart from be warm <laughs> apart from sunbathe you can sunbathe occasionally in the summer but you know it's loads of stuff to do in London 
and I've never lived anywhere where there's been lots of things to do apart from when I was in London and although I wasn't really a sightseer apart from when I was dating because I dated quite a few foreign girls uh, from other countries and they'd like be here maybe as students or um, for whatever reason they'd sort of come here on holiday so I'd show them the, the sights go to the palace and um, go and show them the what Madame Tussauds Tower of London my underpants um, and there's different places to that are really is it Madame Tussauds which is the one with the 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 things that look like famous people it's Madame Tussauds Waxworks isn't it yeah so we used to go and I've taken a few over the years a few girls ladies uh, out back you know back in the old days when I was a youngster and another thing I used to do is sort of take them to South End as well because if you live in London there's you know, there's no sea. There is the Thames, which is connected to the sea, obviously, but it's not. It's not the same. Um, so, Southend isn't that far away. It's in Essex, but it's a train trip. It's a train journey for I don't know, fifty minutes, forty-five minutes, or something. And then suddenly you're at the seaside, and there's the longest pier in. Europe, or used to be, and so yeah, I used to do that sometimes. And I remember I was there with a Spanish girl called Marta, and she, a Spanish lady, she was nineteen, and uh, she, I was what twenty four, I think, and she was a an au pair, au pair. That's what I thought when I saw her. Oh, what a pair! Because <laughs> she was eating a pear and uh, she uh, also had a banana, and she shared it with me. It was nice. But she didn't share it with me. She just she was eating it. I took a bite, and she said, "You can eat the rest." And she looked disgusted. So I didn't want to share with me at all, really. But she, yeah, we went out and she, well, how it happened is I had a little technique. <laughs> it's going to sound weird, but if I saw someone I liked, I'd ask them, I'd ask them for directions or ask them for the time. So I was at Stratford's tube station. I lived in Stratford. I'd lived there for, what, four years, five years. So I knew my way around Stratford very well. And I went up to her and said, I suppose you, do you know where the... I didn't know she was Spanish. I could see she was, she was I don't know, just I didn't know where she was from. Um, and I said, do you know where the central line is? Or do you know where, what line takes you to Liverpool Street? Something like that, something really... Um, really 
bit pathetic really but and she said I don't know where to do it so Liverpool Street and I said oh where are you, where are you from and I just she said oh Spanish Spain and um, we just got like a little chatting got chatting I said what do you fancy going out if you give me your number and she did she wrote down I wrote I didn't have a number so I used to phone her from the pub but she gave me her number and she also gave me her home address as well because she was staying in Romford not Romford Harold Wood she was an au pair for a doctor and I really liked her a lot I really 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 liked her um, so yeah we went out for a couple of dates and when we was in um, South End because we spoke on the phone for hours and everything and the, the pub didn't like it even though I was putting money into the, it was a pay phone but it was other people wanted to use it as well and I was using it as my personal landline but you know we really got on well we could communicate over the phone and I think she did say once that she likes my she likes me much better when she's got her eyes closed and she could just hear my voice <laughs> that's nice and we was on a South End Pier and a couple of Spanish people spoke to her don't know how they recognised she was Spanish but they said oh I think she was talking to me so she had an accent and said oh yeah from España whatever and they were speaking all in Spanish or is it Mexican I don't know whatever the language is and I can't she did teach me a bit of Spanish and I taught her a bit of English but I wasn't really listening you know it was it was it definitely went into my short term memory the words and so I couldn't remember anything now and it's mainly like body parts and uh, basic kind of I love you and you're beautiful and I taught her how to say those things to me <laughs> and um, these two people I spoke to her in Spanish and she answered in Spanish and I knew exactly what they'd asked her and exactly what she'd said back and I asked her that and I told her and she said and she admitted that is exactly what was said and this is what they said to her they said to her well, it's probably hello hello whatever is that your boyfriend and she said no laughingly Now, I don't know if it was, I don't know how I could tell by the tone. 
because they, they walked off laughing and I thought well they've made fun of me or something's happened to and I don't know if it was the tone of her voice or the fact that she started like shaking her head no no and shouting no 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 him no 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 actually it was in English uh, and then sort of like laughing hysterically stepping back and chucking her ice cream at me trying to push me into the sea I don't know maybe that was why uh, it was those little those little uh little physical movements that sometimes I don't notice but maybe I did unconsciously notice that was another trade journey what other things the bus I told you about the bar I don't know if you might not have heard it but there was a lady on the bus and she was this was a few weeks back she was in a wheelchair like one of those electrical wheelchairs um, so she couldn't I think she had like minimal movement and she had strapped herself in attached herself in, I don't know how but somehow strapped herself with some kind of seatbelt into the bus and she was stuck and she was asking for help and the bus driver said, nope, I'm not allowed to touch you. And I stand up shouting out, I don't mind touching you. Well, I'm happy to touch you. I didn't mean it like that. That's just the words that came out of my mouth. What I meant is I'm happy to help you. But at the same time, I wanted to let her know that um, I've got no problem touching her. You know, I've got... Even saying like that sounds weird. I just... Because he, for 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 legal reasons or whatever, you know, as a bus driver, he's not allowed to put his hands on people or whatever, in case he heals them possibly. But I just because he's you know not, don't want that if you're a bus driver and if you've got a bus driver that heals people with their hands, cause all kinds of problems. I mean, everyone will want to drive on that bus, wouldn't they? Or travel on it. Touch me, touch me. That's actually my name, not touch me. My name is, my name's Jason. But what it means in Greek is healing hands or healer or healing hands. And it's a great name to have. It's very kind of ancient and historical. But that information will not hold up in court I have healing hands your honour does not hold up ah <laughs> oh dear so I kind of I'm trying to think of any other train journeys that were weird there's been lots lots of bus journeys many 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 
on how many. I wonder, is there any way of knowing? There isn't, is there really? I sometimes wish I'd, I think if I was, if I knew I was going to be doing these recordings and I almost wish that I'd kept, I don't know, some kind of diary or something of everything that I'd ever done. Not everything, obviously, but, you know, the, oh, there'd be some weird recordings. But, you know, I'm talking about, like, you know, every bus journey, if I kept every bus ticket, every train journey, every every train ticket, every travel card, every magazine I've ever bought, every, you know, but then where would I keep it all? Because there wouldn't be enough room. Probably in this whole building, you know, the whole building would be full of, imagine just empty, empty Coke cans. If I just kept every, well, that'd be keeping trash, wouldn't it? But, Something I did find out. I used to I used to get Looking magazine when I was a kid, and I got it for years and years, and I had hundreds of them. They're now on eBay selling for up to seven, ten pound each individually. Some some are one fifty, some are three pound, some are five pound. I had hundreds of them, original. And I kept them in perfect condition, apart from the ones which I didn't. And admittedly, I used to take the posters out of some of the people and put them on the wall, on my wall, well, as a bit of a mixed sentence. But a lot of them were like perfectly, you know, kept stacked on top of each other and I remember once I was in the toilet it was in the yeah it was in the bottom toilet the the, the downstairs toilet my brother was watching the FA Cup I had a box of magazines looking uh, I a couple of piles and I was sitting on the toilet and I thought, instead of wiping, I'll let it dry. And I'll just, <laughs> I'll, I'll put my magazines in order at the time. Um, <laughs> the looking, I'll let it dry and just crumble it off. I just, I thought I'd get the, the, the looking magazine and I'll put it all into numeratical order. <laughs> numeratical. And I did that. I also did another thing I should do in the early 90s from 1991 January until 1994 I kept Time Out magazine because I was in there I was listed in the comedy section um, not every week but quite a bit uh, and also I could see who was on my friends I could go see them you know I had every week I got one for one two three for three three and a half years let's say 
94 up till I don't know summer 94 I had hundreds that's what over two at least over 150 probably 180 magazines I don't know 200 magazines so if I'd have carried on collecting them every week for the last 20 years I'd have a lot more, wouldn't I? So maybe I need to start collecting more magazines. Because I suppose with the, the internet and less printing being done, some of those magazines might be actually quite valuable to people. in the future yeah. anyway that's the end of this recording <sighs> yeah and I'm going to have to stop watching the news I think just doing my head in <laughs> so have a lovely lovely day ahead take care of yourself and I'll speak to you tomorrow remember to be kind to yourself because you deserve to be happy and before I go I just want to give a little shout out to Oh, it doesn't say who it's from. That's weird. It's got to say who it's from, surely. Laura. Laura left me a message for the weekly number 36, Sleep Hypnosis Weekly, number 36 with music. This with music, uh, in brackets, sent me to sleep twice as fast as usual. I can't do the ASMR whispering stuff. I generally find this particular podcast is the one that helps me sleep the most. But if you could do more like this with the gentle music, it honestly saved me. With so much going on out in the world, so much going on in the world, I'm self-employed and my work has all been cancelled. So I'm constantly in a state of panic. If I had money going spare right now, I'd help via paypal.me. I'm sorry not to be able to do that, but I'm grateful for this amazing service and so my message to Laura is thank you for the message that your kind words are way more important than money it's lovely to hear that what I'm doing is helpful honestly Um, and I've taken what you said on board and I will I just mentioned doing a sleep hypnosis weekly I need to do another one So I will, as soon as I can find a quiet space, I'm going to do another one and I will do it also with music. So you'll have two options to listen to it with and without music. So I do, um, I appreciate your message, Laura. Thank you. So that's the end of the recording and I will speak to you soon. Lots of love. Take care. Bye.